Hey, this is the Fun Kids Bookworms podcast where you get to find out about the best books and the people who write them. My name is Bex and this week you're going to hear a little chat I had with Andy Griffiths. You can maybe find out what Jess Kidd has got going on in her brand new book with an exclusive reading from it and we've got a big competition and a roundup of the best books around at the moment as well. This show is absolutely jam-packed so I guess we should probably kick it off with that chat. From Andy Griffiths. I was going to ask, have you taken this lockdown time to start just carry on writing? Have you just been constantly working? Pretty much. And but Although when you say working, it's a very fine line between working and playing when you're writing this series because it is so much fun to do. But there's certainly been fewer distractions than usual. And that is interesting for you because your book is generally, yeah. let's face it, full of distractions. Um the last time I met you, you were on 104 <laughs> stories and this time we're on 130 yeah. stories and immediately straight away you've got distractions all over the shop. Yes, well, that's that's how we started with the 13-storey treehouse. It, it actually says people wonder how we get the book written. And, well, it's funny you should ask that and then Terry runs in, Andy, I've put my underpants in the shark tank or something and and the book is just full of the digressions. Because that is what, that's how you create. You, you come across little random ideas and then you stitch them into the main narrative. And uh, with the treehouse, every book starts with 13 new levels. So there's 13 new potential sources of distraction. So of the 13 new levels, uh, my favourite was the time-wasting level, which I think I live on constantly in my life. Um, uh, yep. What was your favourite level in the new book? Uh, I quite liked the extraterrestrial observation centre. That's because uh, I grew up uh, reading kind of Enid Blyton uh, at, and the adventures of kids in a faraway tree or in a wishing chair or, or, or you know, rescuing uh, people from an island. And I also was reading science fiction comics and. Um, loving Lost in Space on television. So this book, I really wanted to go into outer space and have an intergalactic adventure. So we put the, the extraterrestrial observation centre there as the uh, the gateway for that to happen. I do love it in this book because um, you've really gone all in on the, the big space adventure. And also, like you say, you've got an idea, you can pop it in there. It doesn't really matter wherever. It'll fit somehow because you'll make it fit because that is the story of the treehouse. Everything can just go in. It can, although we did find the limit writing this book. The uh, the first draft was very long and very digressive and it was actually difficult to find the story and we spent <laughs> quite a lot of lockdown going back through it, uh, taking out some of the many ideas that didn't really need to be there. Um, so this is, uh, it was, uh, it's, it was a big out-of-control, huge adventure, this one, and... Um, I, th I think we survived. Well, you just about survived. In the book, we should tell the listeners, um, you kind of get abducted by, um, an, I don't want to ruin it, but like an alien being, I should say. And uh, you also make some friends, uh, some very muddy, messy friends. I think you can say what they are. They're giant <laughs> flying eyeballs. Yeah, that's because, okay. There we go. You know, yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, and I just, I was just obsessed with getting them back to Eyeballia, the <laughs> eyeballs planet. And they think that they're in a zoo. They think, oh, no, we're in an intergalactic zoo. 
And when I'm writing the books, I always try to make the, ne- the the even more worse thing happen. And I thought, what's worse than being in an intergalactic zoo for alien entertainment would being in being an intergalactic death battle. And that's what they find out they've been brought there to do, to fight 13 other deadly aliens. And I thought, oh, this is a really fun problem because... Um, Andy and Terry and Jill are actually quite nice people and Jill Mm -hmm. especially loves animals and all life forms so she can't fight anyone Uh, you can't kill any of the other aliens so it was a um, that's that's how the whole book started what 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 if it is absolutely a mad adventure I should say I think the last time when you were in the Fun Kid studio I met Jill Uh, how is she is she well that's right she's really well yes um, she's um, she's looking after all her animals uh, which is really just a a one-eyed cat that we have cat with one eye who can't catch birds so uh, she just sits in the garden looking at birds all day long which pleases me a lot too Um, I was gonna say not a bad life no, um, and Jill, Jill and I work very closely. You know, I, I dredge up the raw material and then go and read it to Jill, and Jill either looks interested and, and excited, or just looks at me and shakes her head and goes, "No, nah, I'm not buying that." And that's then I go back and try to try try to make it more believable and more compelling. So a whole year goes into each book. Uh, That process goes backwards and forwards. And then Terry comes in and supplies a whole lot of rough illustrations and then we rewrite the book to fit those illustrations um, or, or vice versa. I have to say the illustrations, sometimes it's hard to stop uh, reading a page of a book because there's always something else to find. Terry's done such a good job of being like, oh, there's this thing and oh, there's this thing here. And it's really difficult to even put the book away because you, you keep catching around with something else. That's perfect, yeah. And I think also what Terry does um, is it's like he's providing the evidence in front of your eyes for these completely unbelievable things. I mean, the treehouse itself is a, is a ridiculous structure that pretty much can't exist in real life. But when you see Terry draw it, um, you go, oh, yeah, that's not so unreasonable. And then you see all the little penguins and the rabbits or the little instrumental details, and I think it just tricks us into believing that it's real um, at a certain level, and that's what, you know, you do as a fiction writer. You're trying to get the re- – it's a game. You're trying to get the reader to believe in a world that doesn't really exist, and um, it's it's a lot of – it's a really fun game to play. Well, speaking of getting people to care about stuff you write, I, I didn't ever think before, I've never read a book where I cared about a blob of mud and yet here we all are. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, I was trying to be, uh, I was trying to squeeze a tear out of you. Did you Did you cry at any point? I'll, you know what, I'll admit, when, I don't, again, I don't want to ruin it, but like there was a little, a little dampness in my eye and I was like, this, this poor, uh, they've made a friend and he's gone. Yeah. Uh, and then I thought, what am I doing? It's a blob of mud. Yeah. Well, that's um, that's kind of what I like to do is make it difficult for myself. Um, but look, my instinct is always comic. I, I can't be serious or sad for very long because there's this, this little energy inside me that just wants to mess it up and, and make the reader laugh. And um, yeah, that's been with me since I was five years old. 
I tell you what, the bit that genuinely made me laugh out loud for quite a long time was when you're watching the Elephant on a Bicycle series and the seasons <laughs> just keep going on and the, you keep going, the pages keep going on and on. And it's like, how many of these seasons are there? Yeah, well, that's often how I feel about seasons on television now. Um, but that elephant is a good example of how the books get written because Jill found, I think it was in 117, we have a traffic school level, and a little elephant on a bicycle is riding off the road and looks rather worried. And Jill cut this little elephant out and said, this is a really cute character. And I said, yeah, we should give it its own little story. So um, in 130, as you say, there's, they're, what, they're in the time-wasting room trying to waste some time while they take this long space voyage. And I thought, let's call it Elephant on a Bicycle and I'll just get Terry to draw, I don't know, I think there's about 50 different titles. And that's the kind of challenge that Terry rises to really well. It's when I say, oh, I need 50, you know, Elephant on a Bicycle meets Godzilla. Elephant on a Bicycle for, goes underwater. And, um, yeah, so that's, it's, a, it's a team and I'd love to see that program actually. Hey, I would as well. Honestly, I just love turning the page and be like, there's another season. All right. And then the yeah. elephant's face progressively getting more and more scared. Um, no, man, I loved it. It's um, it's such a fun book to read. I'm very aware that if we're obviously we're talking about it right now, some people might have read it. And if some people haven't read it, they'll be like, what? So there's an elephant on a bicycle and there's a blob of mud that I'm going to cry about. And there's also a time wasting level. <laughs> what on earth is this book? It's a pretty um, it's a pretty big, random, but really fun book. Right. If you've not read it, it must sound mad. Yeah. but It is so exciting. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I want. That's the sort of thing that I loved when I was a kid, stuff that just was out of left field and I couldn't predict where it was going, but I just wanted to go there. And I think what we've done in the Treehouse series is create, I think they're adventure stories, but they're also um, kind of fantasy, um, set in a fantasy setting, and they're also, they blend humour because it's all so ridiculous. But uh, it's very interesting to talk to some of the kids in countries where the the um, books have been translated. I was talking to a Dutch girl and she'd read the books in English and Dutch. And uh, I said, what's the difference? And she said, in Dutch, they're not as funny. <laughs> and yet we still love them. And that kind of clued me in the importance of having a story and the the importance of an adventure that you are scared for the characters and really hoping that they're going to get through. Yeah, at its heart, you just care about them. Like you want them to get back home. You want them to get back to the treehouse and just have more fun. Yeah, and they look after each other, even though Andy and Terry can hammer each other into oblivion and <laughs> have uh, Andy pushed Terry into a black hole once um, over, over a fight over his, over his who stole his potato crisps. Um, but in the end, you know they're going to be there for each other. So their friendship and the treehouse is a little safe place in the midst of all the unpredictable chaos. And I think that's part of the reason why people have enjoyed the series so much too because they're hanging out with their friends. Yeah. You're with your pals. Yeah, no, I do agree. And like when you're reading the book, you're like, well, if I get back to the treehouse, it's going to be okay and I'll be safe again. And it's going to be fine. Um, yeah. I'm assuming yeah. there'll be another 13 stories added pretty soon, right? 
Uh, yes, we um, we have spent most of last year now working on the 143-storey treehouse, which is going to be a camping adventure. We're going to go camping on our camping level. And what could possibly go wrong there? I've got no idea. Except I think Terry, Terry forgot to pack the tent. Uh, so that's the first little problem. But yeah, it's a... Issue. It is a domestic adventure. We're, we're not leaving the treehouse because we got so exhausted in our intergalactic travels in the last book. I love, I love the idea of a domestic adventure. <laughs> it's a very, very fancy name for staying in the treehouse. I like that a lot. That's good. Yeah. Well, we've, we've, we're now 130 is book number 10. And part of the challenge for us is keeping it fresh and not repeating plots or ideas that we've already done. So after 10 books and 130 levels and 10 adventures, that challenge gets incrementally harder for each book. And that's why they're getting stupider because <laughs> you get, we're getting more and more desperate. But that's, again, a creative challenge. So I love being in that place. Man, well, the books are so much fun um, and just it's just a joy to read them. So hopefully uh, when the next book comes out, we'll be able to see you in person to talk about them. That'd be quite nice. Oh, that would be lovely. We've have had some wonderful tours and uh, met some wonderful kids over there and um, and some quite nice parents as well, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, uh, always, so, yeah. Some of them are okay. Yeah, but we're... Um, yeah, I think we're I think we're stuck at home for a little while longer, but um, it's been really great to hear from the kids and parents and teachers how much fun they've been having with the books and how they've helped lighten lockdown a little bit, and um, that's that makes us feel really happy because that's that's what a good book should do take you take you away and and lift you up lift your spirits up when you come back to the real world. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, speaking of which, I wonder whether we could get a reading from you right now just to cheer up the listeners as well, please. Okay, maybe I'll uh, take you on a quick tour of the treehouse levels. And um, each book always starts the same way because I'm a very lazy writer. <laughs> um, it starts with the, the incredibly exciting sentence, Hi, my name is Andy and this is my friend Terry. We live in a tree. Well, when I say tree, I mean treehouse. And when I say treehouse, I don't just mean any old treehouse. I mean a 130-storey treehouse. Used to be a 117-storey treehouse, but we've just added another 13 levels. So what are you waiting for? Come on up. We've got a soap bubble blaster. And uh, this is a machine that just blows soap bubbles in all directions um, gets in your eyes if you've ever had a bath you'll know how much soap bubbles hurt and if you had to fight just supposing you had to fight giant flying eyeballs I think a soap bubble blaster would be a really useful thing just a, a quick uh, hint there we also have a non-stop dot level anyone who read 117 story treehouse will know that Terry told the story and he made dots. It was about a dot and the dots had babies and the babies had babies and the dots all went out of control and created a lot of problems in that book. Uh, so now we just have a dot level where the dots are not allowed to go out. Uh, we have a 13-storey igloo and we have 
the Grabinator. It's a machine that can grab anything from anywhere at any time. And in fact, it's so incredible at grabbing things, it can even grab itself and pick itself up. Don't believe me? Check out the picture. Uh, we have an extraterrestrial observation centre where we're searching the skies every night trying to see signs of alien life. We have a time-wasting level where you can pop bubble wrap, you can watch endless episodes of Elephant on a Bicycle and you can, um, you can just sit there and poke each other with pointed sticks. Uh, we also have a toilet paper factory because apparently you can never have too much toilet paper. Uh, we have a giant juggling octopus and a soft grassy hill, perfect for rolling down. And in fact, this is my favourite uh, level, a super long legs level where you go in and your legs become super long and you can stride across the countryside, um, you know, 10 kilometres every step. Uh, we have a treehouse fire brigade to put out fires just in case some idiot called Terry happens to set the uh, treehouse on fire with his laser beam eyes. We have a people-eating plant called Petal. And finally, the best bookshop in a treehouse, in a tree, in a forest, in a book, in the whole world. So you can actually buy books inside this book. Um, very few books offer an in-book purchase um, feature. But anyway, that's our, that's our treehouse. So I write the words, Terry draws the pictures, Jill help hangs out at the treehouse and helps us solve all of our animal problems and um we all get along really well the end no that's the end of the first chapter <laughs> that was perfect thanks so much that was great that's a pleasure i hope you can uh, i hope everyone listening can come and join us in the treehouse we're open 25 hours a day eight days a week 366 days a year. We can't make it more open than that. You're very and we're, accessible. We're also a COVID-free zone. We, uh, <laughs> we had Professor Stupido, Stupido in uh, 39-storey uninvented the virus before it was even a thing. I mean, can, can he come and visit everybody, please? <laughs> Uh, no, unfortunately, um, he un we tricked him into uninventing himself because he was he ended up in un uninventing a whole lot of stuff that we really did need. Um, so yeah, we sorry about that. That was Terry's no, that's, fault. That's I'll blame Terry for that one. Um, Andy, thank you yep. so much for chatting to us for Fun Kids. That was so much fun, and it's just so nice to hear from you. Big thank you to Andy for chatting to me for his brand new book series. A little bit more about that later on in the episode. But first, Jess Kidd recently had a little chat with me about her brand new book, and this is an exclusive reading from it. I'm about to read you the part when Alfie is walking through a forest about to approach his new home, and he's with his aunt Gertrude. They went through the tall trees, so dark and dripping, although it stopped raining hours ago. They were the type of trees that have gnarly faces in the trunks. Alfie tried not to look at them too closely. Welcome, Alfie, panted Gertrude. Your new home, Switherbroom Hall. 
in a gloomy clearing in a gloomy forest stood a big gloomy house. It was nothing at all like the smart London townhouse Alfie had left behind. There was nothing smart about this place. The roof was crooked and the windows were wonky. Green smoke rose from the chimney and twisted into the sky. Stone steps led up to the front door, which was black. Alfie felt as if he was being watched, that there were eyes at every one of the many windows, but looking up, he saw no one. Gertrude bumped Alfie's suitcase up the path. Clumps of moss scuttled out of her way. The front door opened all by itself with a growl. Alfie thought about running, but where would he run to? Before him, a scary house. Behind him, a scary forest. Okay, now I did mention that we had a bit more of a chat about Andy Griffith's books and... This is the thing. We have a quite exciting thing happening right now on the podcast. You could win a set of the Treehouse series books with this very show. So every fortnight, I'm here giving you the best and the biggest books around at the moment. And this, I would say, is one of them. Andy Griffiths and Terry Denton have their Treehouse series, which you just heard about a little bit earlier on. They've got 13 new and exciting levels in the 10th book of their big, fun-filled, never-ending series. And you know what? It's been published in gold foiled paperback, which I think is pretty exciting, right? That's, I can't think of any books that have got gold foiled paperback. Now, uh, this new book has lots of really fun levels. You've got a soap bubble blaster level. You've got a grabinator. You've got a toilet paper factory. You've got an extraterrestrial observation center. So if you want to find out what happens in each of those levels in the brand new book, well, enter this competition. We have a set of Treehouse series books to give away to five lucky winners. To be in with a chance of winning, go to funkidslive.com and answer this question. What is my favourite floor in the 130-story Treehouse book? Now, you may have heard me mention this earlier. Is it A, Extraterrestrial Observation Centre, B, the Toilet Paper Factory, or C, the Time-Wasting Level? Head over to funkidslive.com to enter. The competition ends at midday on Tuesday, the 20th of April, 2021. So lots of time to enter. Head over to funkidslive.com. Now, I did mention we were going to have a little rundown of all of the books coming out at the moment. And oh my goodness, there are so many books around and about. First of all, I should say a few fun kids' friends have got new books out. Derek Landy, who I spoke to last year, he's got a new book out in the Skullduggery Pleasant series called Dead or Alive. And Anna James has got a new book out in the Pages & Co series, Tilly and the Map of Stories. I also think that Peter Bunzel has got a new book out. It's called Featherlight. Peter Bunzel, I've chatted to quite a lot at Fun Kids. He's always got an amazing steampunk adventure on the go. There's loads of other books around at the moment. Um, the Magic Ocean Slide from Emma Besserwick. You've got Madam Squeaker from Pip Jones. One book that looks really fun is Starboard by Nicola Skinner. Now, this is about an 11-year-old YouTube star. She seems really happy, really successful. And then one day she meets a ship that comes alive. Uh, she's decided by the ship to be its new captain and she decides to go on a bit of an adventure. It is inspired by the true history of the SS Great Britain and it looks like a big, amazing adventure series. If you love Nicholas Skinner's other books, Starboard is the book for you. Plus, it's bright yellow. You cannot miss it on the shelves. So lots and lots of books to check out this month. If you do read an amazing book, tell me all about it. Email bex at funkidslive.com and let me know. 
Well, there we go. What a show it's been. That is it from the Bookworms podcast this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed it, remember, rate, review, follow it wherever it is you get your podcast, and I'll see you very soon. Bye. <laughs>